0: of Black in Real Life. My name is Yoli, your resident African hippie, and I have my beautiful co-host with me today as well. Hi, Kristen. Yo, yo, yo,
1: it's Kristen Roshan of CandidlyKristen.com and the Creative Discipline Project. What's going on? So, can you believe we've made it to
0: episode two? You know, I don't, my procrastination hasn't kicked in yet. Listen, the
1: people love us. They love I, us. I'm so, I'm so proud of us, you know. It's England. like we recorded our first episode just like minutes ago. <laughs> it's <seems laughs> like yesterday.
0: <laughs> just like yesterday, possibly, but also quite evidently that we did that. Anyways, today's episode is one that is near and dear to my heart because it's going to be different this year. So what are we talking about, Kristen?
1: We're talking about black holidays be like. Yeah. You know them, holidays, you love them. Yeah. The holidays. Yep. They're here, he beans, bananas,
0: potatoes, ham hawk. I think she I just did, yeah, threw, I did you just throw
1: bananas in there? What the green no. vegan?
0: I, I I did the 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 plant-based one, but <laughs> ham hock is definitely not plant-based. No, no, no. So not I at just all. went. I said greens,
1: beans, potatoes. Oh, it sounded like bananas. I was like, I know that. Maybe oh, I said nice. banana. I don't. I, I don't. You know. It's cool though. It sometimes it's a remix. It Let's run it's it back.
0: It's a remix. You got greens, beans, potatoes, ham, ham, hawk. I don't even know all the words yet. I guess I like the the delivery of it. Oh, shout out to to
1: Shirley Caesar, the originator. Yes, the originator. The originator. I wonder if she ever made any of that actual food. I'm sure she did. Oh, come on now. She's somebody black grandma. You know she made that made that food. Speaking of black grandmas. Um, I'm kind of excited to be spending time with mine for the mm-hmm. holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, she don't know it yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't get that memo, but I'm excited. You know, you know, especially in the black community, holidays are like the real time where you connect with your family. Everybody shut down. Everybody get ready for you know the family game nights all the good food all you know and if you're part of a big family then it's like shh, super holiday season yeah i definitely have a
0: big family i'm the eldest and lord supreme over of uh, five siblings that i have um they know this i know this so i'm just acknowledging it to the world and i remember like my most recent well first of all I personally don't celebrate Thanksgiving um I barely I don't believe in it as a holiday I use using it as as an excuse to cook experimental dishes sometimes and like old reliables um and to test out new recipes that are plant forward and then same with Christmas I'm like "Eh, eh, I know too much I went to seminary school I have a lot of disagreeable moments with uh, with how these holidays are mark, marked and marketed. Mm-hmm. So, um, but aside from that, let me not be uh, Yoli Downer. I like to eat. I love food. So I just look forward to eating and gaining a little bit of weight and then maybe pretending that I'm going to work out and then getting over it.
1: mm there it Are is. You I, Are you making food? Are I you am, cooking? I am. It's so funny. I just realized, like, we get along a lot too because we're both the eldest of big families. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I forgot mm-hmm. we share that same common denominator. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm the oldest of mm, seven, eight, nine. I'm the oldest of ten. And then if you want uh, to be. Tech- funny. You had to stop and count. I, listen, my mom and my <laughs> daddy be busy. I had the, I'm the oldest of 10. And then if you want to get technical and include like my step siblings, 13. So, okay. you know, Oof. all we need is a birthday party or a holiday for family time. And it's like a, and it's like a stone cold instant party. Like I remember growing up. Um, there's like a child, like say 10, 11, 12, and it was like it was the greatest thing ever because you had like all my brothers and sisters, and then we would spend time with our cousins, and it was just like the most fun ever. Like the fool was always slapping. We we know that, but just the experiences of spending time with your siblings and your cousins growing up. I almost feel like we didn't take advantage or we didn't appreciate that time. Um, Then we didn't, we really didn't appreciate that time the way that we should, because once folks get older, folks have families of their own and, you know, um, folks move away. Like right now, I think I'm the only one stuck in Michigan of my sisters. Like, like my closest sisters, my one sister lives in Jersey, my other sister's in California, and then my youngest sister just moved to Atlanta. What the wow. heck they wait until I move back to Michigan to move Pretty away? Pretty much.
0: And this whole <laughs> exodus to Atlanta is a whole other topic, but I <sighs> will say, and then we have our five siblings and our bonus brothers and sisters by way of uh, partnerships and their children.
1: She and said that so politically, correct. I know. I
0: was, I was trying to be
1: our bonus
0: brothers and sisters come together. So I like the holiday time so I can see most of my siblings. It used to be all of us, but then one of my brothers moved upstate with his fiance and, uh, and my niece. So they don't usually come down because, you know, they have, the, she has her own family up there. And it's like a four hour drive. But we usually ping ping them in like virtually. I enjoy like the camaraderie while I may not be able to eat everything uh, that is prepared. I usually get an opportunity to prepare my own stuff and I get to like experiment and I enjoy that. And then don't you dare break out a set of Uno cards because the cheating (laughs) (laughs) will commence. (laughs) and, and, And they know who they are. Okay, because when I see you this year, I'm watching everybody's cards and I am going to supervise the counting because people be trying to put their own rules, their own spins, and then I gotta break out the thank God for
1: Uno Twitter. I was going to say pause, because Uno act like they don't even know the real rules. Like, Uno Twitter, Uno Facebook, they be coming out with some random rules. Like, hold on. That ain't even a real rules. What you talking but, about?
0: Like, but we have our own house rules. And right. we like, do like countdown. So whoever won gets one gets one less card for the next round. So, oh, I ain't ooh. never heard that oh, before. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So if you start with seven, if you win the next round you only have to start with six cards so I was like oh I like I, I like it. it becomes a competition but like I said I am gonna remind y'all if you cheat this year I will get
1: everyone gets called that it turns into a big fight or like a friendly fight listen listen the way that black families feel about gaming like seriously bro my family's weapon of choice Monopoly. I would say secondary weapon of choice, Scrabble, but that's more of an intellectual game and you can't Mm -hmm. do much cheating on that. But monopoly? Monopoly? When I tell you from from childhood, we would, I mean, it's not the game of accumulating properties. It's the game of manipulating your opponents and maximizing... The cash flow and creating alliances. And when I tell you, like, yeah, okay, everyone could probably have every board or every property on that board purchased, hotels, houses galore. But if you made an alliance, then guess what? I get to skate for free, free rent, nothing like I'm not paying you nothing because remember that round? Oh, yeah! Oh, that's weirdo. how y'all play? Wait, so wait, when you
0: say an alliance, you're like, okay, you and I have an agreement that if I land on your property,
1: I don't have to pay you. Absolutely, because guess what? I had Baltic Avenue when you needed Baltic Avenue or I had Park Place when you needed Park Place and I sold it to you at a discount because I really could have taxed you. So guess what? You're going to give me immunity. And that's how tables get flipped over in my household. Like last, last Thanksgiving, I hosted... Uh, Thanksgiving dinner at my house and had my brother and my nieces and my nephews and just my grandmother and my dad and my sister and my brother. And we got to play a monopoly. And when I tell you my brother tried to manipulate my nieces and nephews so hard, I, kn- I mean, he was in raw form. Like I never knew he was this cutthroat, but me being the G that I am, I let them get all rah-rah, get all loud, get all boisterous, basically tell me what your plan is, which was to try to get my nephew as like an alliance member. And I just simply played that to my advantage. Like, okay, it's three Uh, girls playing this game and it's only two boys. You trying to get the only one boy on your team, you pretty much isolated the girls. So guess who they're going to benefit? Me. Me. Little at the end of the night, I was I was swimming in properties, and I literally looked at my brother like, "Oh, bro, you cutthroat for real." <laughs> Listen, <laughs> gaming with black families will tell you a lot about. not this people. the microcosm
0: of the? Well, speaking of games, there was a study I saw that was trying that wanted to illustrate uh, disparities in terms of economic disparities. Mm-hmm. So they did that by way of monopoly. And what they would do is the two players in the game, one player would get like, let's say a a, hundred dollars to start with, while the other person would get a thousand dollars and they would play the game. And during the, like the study, you would see the person who had, you know, started off with less money, you know, have a harder time, like getting going. And a person with more money, you know, they're just buying stuff up. They're eating snacks. Like they had snacks on the table. So they would like, eat snacks while the person who had less money wouldn't eat anything. So I it, it wanted to point out essentially like the, how the advantages that certain groups of people have. So the, the people who started out with more money on top of that started talking smack saying how, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm so good at this game. So when the game was over, the people uh, hosting the study or conducting the study rather Asked, well, oh, how did why did you do so well in the game? And would you believe not one single person highlighted that they started off with an an advantage in the game? Well, not one person. I was like, huh, Monopoly really is a microcosm of
1: life. Absolutely. The privilege and audacity is real.
0: So I will be buying uh, a Monopoly game. And I will be playing it this holiday, but that depends because we still haven't decided how we're like navigating this holidays. So how have you decided in pandemic holiday form? We're accustomed to having these big family gatherings. For me, I, me, and my sister and I, one of one of my sisters, we don't think you know having big get-togethers is a, a great idea. If we do anything, maybe family
1: only. But I don't know how are you feeling. Like, around this whole issue, It's weird. It's weird. I think my one, my position in the family is is already kind of skewed because I'm really the only one of, you know, my siblings and uh, cousins that don't have children. So the big you know, deal was in years past is we would go over my cousin's house who has a large home and she has a bunch of children and all of my sisters and brothers would bring their children over there. And then we would have the parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and that would be a whole family thing. It was kind of an extension of, you know, what we experienced growing up. Um, now that people have moved away and um, I have a home of my own and Last year, I didn't really want it to be like I wasn't trying to make it as big as, you know, what happened over my cousin's house because I have limited space. But I think last year I had like 17 people over. And this year with the pandemic, I'm definitely not going that route. Like I may have my grandmother and my mom. Um, depending on if she wants to you know, do something intimate or do like a big family thing. She may go over my cousins or do Thanksgiving with my uh, brother. But yeah, it's gonna be a lot different. One, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, people. Still, we are still in the middle. Mic check, mic check. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm not trying to be in the middle of covid while eating my turkey and ham. Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. I don't need a sad of COVID to go with my macaroni and cheese and honey baked ham. So. That's just nasty. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's just nasty. This I'm, is just nasty. I'm good. So yeah, I'm not doing, I don't think I'm going to do anything big at all. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't feel like, and Thank God, I think I because I was able to hang out with family and do kind of the larger Thanksgiving last year, I won't feel like the loss or the need to try or attempt to do anything large scale this year. Okay. What about you?
0: I am in alignment with that. Uh, most of my family, for the most part, who would come over, Have for the most part been like self-isolating and doing like the responsible things unless they're an essential worker of some sort. And my sister made a decree like maybe a week ago. She said, if any of y'all intending to come here, y'all better quarantine for two weeks. Like, don't go out. Don't do any of this kind of thing. So we'll see if anyone, you know, aligned with that. But if they have not. I have a feeling uh, the larger family get together may be canceled and we may like not larger, but family only. And we may select like a handful of people in our immediate family, like not even extended family, immediate family who uh, my sister feels comfortable uh, coming over because we have a mom to think about. She's of age and I need to be responsible and my sister's really protective and we need to be responsible about who uh, comes around both of us. And I'm also um, autoimmune compromised and I'm working on that and working through that. So I also need to be mindful about who is in the household and things of that nature. And I don't know, it's going to be interesting. I, I guess we'll be more clear about everything as we get closer to those holidays um, Christmas not so big of a deal but Thanksgiving because historically at least in, in, in my household it has been like a big to-do literally around food mm-hmm. so um, and then even when I was like super strict vegan that was an interesting time navigating but I got to make I never forget one year I made a vegan macaroni and cheese um I Did used to five- eat it the first time I made it, the whole pan was gone.
1: Impressive.
0: I Listen, I am a master chef. <laughs> and, uh, but literally, that was like the first year or the first time my family didn't call my food bird food. And I used to make this spinach artichoke dip that was vegan. And my, my brother requests that at least once a year. And I made that fully, uh, no dairy, whatever. So this year I I say I am plant-based and plant-forward. So I haven't really settled on what meals I'm going to make, but I'm going to make something. And then I have more restrictions because I'm doing sugar-free right now. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be my struggle. I am sugar-free. I have been sugar-free since March. Is that why you've been judging me and my Starbucks sugar oh, ab- drinks? Absolutely not. I Starbucks is delicious. Um, I've just been jealous of everyone and their sugar because I can't have any. So I don't I can't even have I can't even make like an alternative dessert because I can't mix sugar with like foods per mm-hmm. se. So my dessert this year is going to be a pomegranate and maybe some berries. And that's about it. That's as much sugar as I can have. So Oh, that's so depressing. It, it, it's not depressing. Like, there's a victory on the other side of it. Yes. The victory on the other side is getting to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I have to make
1: the, the sacrifice. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to hear about how everything turns out. Like, I think low-key, I feel like because this year has been, like, weirdly strange and unlike anything else this would be a really good year to kind of tiptoe or experiment with like a vegan Thanksgiving or like a a plant forward Thanksgiving meal. Like I think I'm, I've been inspired. Oh, yay. Okay. I think so.
0: I need me people to eat more vegetables. Like eat what you're going to eat. My motto is if you're going to eat what you're going to eat, Try to get the best quality you can at the price you can afford. There are plenty of stores that have affordable, high quality options. Visit your farmer's market. They'll be having some beautiful stuff from the sweet potatoes and the yams to farm fresh items like eggs and so forth and so on. I just want people to eat better. That's all mm-hmm. I care about. Like you can make whatever you're going to make. Just get the best kind you can, like hormone free, antibiotic free. Look out for some of those keywords and then and eat vegetables like make vegetable side dishes like you can integrate things into your meal. They all collard greens are delicious. I love collard greens. You can reduce the amount of uh, smoked turkey you put in <laughs> like you don't have to put right it don't have to down. taste like a whole smoked turkey it don't <laughs> have to taste like a whole smoked turkey it don't have to have 10 pounds of salt same thing with the sweet potatoes candied no. yams like wait candy, hold on candied yams do not require a 5 pound bag of sugar <laughs> I'll never forget that video someone posted of the woman, like she was at a restaurant or catering, and she was making big sheet pans of candied yams. And she had like a 25-pound bag of Domino sugar. And I was like, ew, first of all. And she was just going. And I don't she didn't stop. She kept kept pouring it in. And I was like,
1: Duh. Dang right. I'm up here thinking, like like when you said candy yams, I immediately think of like the tubs of butter and the, the layers of marshmallow, like toasted marshmallow on top of candy yams. And then I thought about with the greens, with the collard greens. I, okay. So one time, well, my mom, she knows how to make some good collard greens. like. I've never been a a real collard green eater. Like growing up, I would eat it, but it wasn't like my favorite. It's not like something that I would eat by itself. Like it would have to accompany like some real heavy hitter, like Thanksgiving all stars, like um, macaroni and cheese, candy yams, some bomb turkey, stuffing, and not, sorry, not stuffing. White people eat stuffing, black people eat dressing, dressing, and the cranberry sauce. Oh, we're going to have to talk about this. I think this is an East
0: Coast versus Southern versus Western thing. I call it stuffing. Okay, yeah, no.
1: I, I slipped up. I don't even know where I got that from. It's dressing. So with, with that, I remember the greens. Wait, let me tell you about the greens. The greens were so good. And I was like, oh, my God, I could just eat like a bowl of these by themselves. Mm-hmm. The following year, I saw how she made it. And when I tell you the amount of butter and, like, chicken stock. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, some sort of, like, grease. And I was like, oh, no wonder this is so delicious. Like, this can't be healthy. (laughs) This cannot be healthy whatsoever. Um, So, yeah, I um, am – that's – yeah, people don't cook your food with so much added stuff that – it kills you because pretty I'm, much I'm pretty sure the amount of grease that was in that sucker. But it was delicious, though. It so with that being said,
0: that's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss every year I make cornbread stuffing. I love my cornbread stuffing. It does involve sugar. I use organic sugar, of course, but this year I cannot. So I have to think of a way that I can make it without the the sweet part of it so make it more like a cornbread and um I would like to hear some feedback from folks do you call it like I I think it's a regional thing like stuffing versus dressing because I guess stuffing implies that you're putting it in stuff in something and that's normally how we would have it but I don't eat it that way anymore so I don't know like is that I I'm, I need to get a poll. I need to start a poll. Like, is it dressing or is it stuffing? You don't it's need to start be a poll. I'm,
1: I'm telling you outright. It's not, ew, dressing. Whenever I think about dressing, I think about stovetop. And I think about, uh, <laughs> I think about stovetop dressing. I think about um, uh, French, what is it? Green bean casserole. Okay. I think about potato salad with, raisins in it those are like the all-stars of karen's i don't think that that belongs in the black soul food holiday thanksgiving meal category so yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say nay when it comes but, to but you the ca- but you said but you would you call it dressing though yeah dressing dressing is oh,
0: Okay, so stuffing, when you think of stuffing, you think of the stovetop and all those kinds of yeah, things. That's Karen stuffing. Interesting.
1: Black people, well, green big bean mama. Is t-
0: uh,
1: uh, uh, stop it before I take your car. Uh, now you didn't You yeah. didn't tiptoe on that line long enough. <laughs> hey, Black people, fellow Black people, please
0: DM one of us or both of us Don't on okay Nope. Oh okay. black in real life, be okay in real life on the instas or the twitters and let us know if you call it dressing or stuffing. I'm voting for stuffing. That's just the way I grow up. I ain't changing. Dressing just sounds when I, when you say dressing, I think of salad dressing. That's the only dressing I know. So when Italian, I think of dressing, right? When I think
1: of dressing, I think of like the ultimate side to fully, just put the ma on your Thanksgiving plate. Like there's no damn sense. There's like <laughs> dressing. It's it's the the coup de gras. It is the explanation point to a Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner has to have dressing. It has to have macaroni and cheese. It has to have. I'm gonna say collard greens. It has to have turkey. I will probably say the last thing it has to have is candy yams, even though that's not really my top five. But yeah, like dressing is is definitely it. Not stuffing, dressing. But listen, you Um, made a really valuable point earlier that I really wanted you to expound on, talking about Mm -hmm. black people and we need to eat better and we need to buy better foods with less processing and less. You know, additives and those different things. And I thought about two parts of it. First part, why is all the cheap garbage food, I mean, all, yeah, all the cheap garbage food less expensive and more readily available to Black people versus good organic, you know, food that'll feed our bodies? And then also, I started to think about consumerism and how, you know, people will buy a 99 cent value meal situation and go ball out on something else versus really taking the opportunity and spending their money for food that will actually leave their body better off than it started.
0: Hmm. What do you think? So I'll say this. So the ingredients that you would find typically in the cheaper food are significantly cheaper because they benefit from subsidiary money from the government. So, you know, wheat, corn, soy oil. Like, if you look at the back of vegetable oil and you look at the ingredients, it's typically soy oil, which is really highly offensive that they say vegetable oil because it sounds like, ooh, we just took a bunch of vegetables and we like wringed out the oil out of them. No, it's typically soy oil. So that primarily, if the cheaper ingredients if you look like it is a dessert or something, primary ingredients are, you know, flour, sugar, oil. That's what makes it so cheap because they're getting money to produce these things en masse to feed the larger populations. So that's one primary reason why it is so uh, cheap. I think subsidiaries need to go to vegetable farmers who grow other things like carrots and broccoli and things of those nature that could make it more effective uh, and more cost effective for people to, to purchase. So I think that's one of the, that's why cheap food. That's one of the reasons why cheap food is cheap. And it's nothing like looking at a dollar menu when you're like, Oh man, I can get all of this for a dollar. A lot of these places operate like supermarkets. They make pennies on a dollar. So it's not like their margins are so wide. It's that they are selling in such volume that it makes it a profitable uh, enterprise. I wish that we folks as a whole would be more mindful of, of, of this. I think the, you know, modern times and, and, you know, the, the boom of quick, fast, accessible, uh, Food and microwave dinners from the 50s and 60s made it seem like, oh, this is like if you want to feel rich and you want to be like feel like the middle class and be in this new economic group, you want like you want instant meals. That's like the nouveau riche thing to do or to to have. If we go back and look at our grandparents and our great grandparents and their diets, they more times than not, ate from the land. They took what they were given, unfortunately, many of the times, or what they had access to. We weren't eating, like, 10 pounds of meat in one sitting. So if we remember those kinds of things, and a lot of friends I know, because I grew up in New York, and my grandmother was in New York, uh, on my mother's side. I know a lot of friends who say, oh, my grandmother had a, has has or had a garden. And I was like, what? So there is a segment of Black life that I'm unfamiliar with who is very connected to growing their own and harvesting. It's the modernization and the, the rise of urban, you know, urban cities and urban environments that, for me, disconnected us from the land. And it's not just Black folks. I've read studies and articles about that happening in many countries, even like Japan. Japan has a bunch of like uh, ghost cities, Mm-hmm. Because they convinced all the people, hey, uh, all the best jobs, you're going to make more money like if you move and live in the city. And that's what people did because they weren't, went more industrial. And there are ghost towns in Japan of completely abandoned towns where there are standing beautiful structures of land. And, yeah, so I think the same thing happened with Black folks. So I would love to see us have a return, a regenerative reinvigorated commitment to growing our own and eating better, not just for us in the now, but teaching those habits to future generations. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk.
1: The end. Now let's talk about the consumerism. Girl, you can
0: talk, you can talk about that because you are the queen. I call you the queen of uh, tech and luxury. Oh so,
1: lord. I know. My divas I, and dorks. No, listen. I okay, I'll say this cuz I did have um I posted something a while ago that basically said um you know, black girls uh you know, please normalize luxury in your life. And I believe in Normalizing luxury. I believe in taking care of yourself, spoiling yourself. Like, that's important to me. And I think the reason why it's important to me is because, listen, how can I have somebody treat me better than I treat myself? Like, I make it make sense. So when it comes down to me spoiling myself, me treating myself, me, you know, buying the things that I want to buy, not waiting, um, that, you know, that's me personally. Now, one thing I will say is I don't believe in going in debt right. to treat yourself and make yourself feel good for, you know, a moment in time. I definitely don't believe in that. I definitely don't believe in going in debt for the holidays and, you know, thinking you going to get in the hole and get it right back on your taxes, like your tax right. refund. Right. So, Black people, if you don't do nothing this year, please take a full assessment of your financials. And all of that keeping up with the Joneses foolishness. I know it's a lot easier to do that now, especially with the Instagram and everybody look like they living their best life and buying Maseratis and and, and going to Mexico. Go, oh, Jesus.
0: Going to Mexico. Sorry Tulum. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't do it.
1: But where's the lie? Because I swear Tulum is like <laughs> it's the new Black people mecca. It's not Pretty really, much. But, but anyway, yeah. Black people, let's 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 do the holidays different this year. That's all I can say on that.
0: And let's like support Black businesses, you know, because with the numbers, especially Black entrepreneurs, at least in my sector in the natural products world, are. Severely underfunded. And that's entrepreneurs as a whole. That's not even just in my sector. Black entrepreneurs as a whole do not get the lion's share of investments. And more times than not, I know several uh, CEOs of color in the in in the product space. And a lot of people started off with friends and family rounds. And some are still going in that trending in that direction. And I think if we support those businesses, even if you buy one thing, you're going to go to the big box stores. Cool. Like that's your choice, but find a small black owned business that could, that you like, that you want to support and buy something from them too. I think that would be really smart this year. And I don't, I've never been like a big spend all my money for the holiday stuff. I'm more like, let's be, let's be frugal if you want to get me something, get me something that I can that I need. I'm already I already have too much stuff. Like I'm doing a deep clean this week because I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Don't give me more stuff. Like I'd rather get a card, if anything, an eco-friendly card, preferably, um, than getting more things. Uh at one point in time, if we were traveling, I would say, "Well, oh, give me an experience, like a dinner somewhere, or something, like let's go out to dinner. Treat me to dinner. To me, that is more valuable in having those memories than it is for the physical things. And the things I treat myself to is usually food. Uh, my addiction to kitchen appliances and, and gadgets, a good set of organic sheets, and um, and that's about it. Like I don't and and taking myself on trips. Like I love traveling. Since that is not an option now, I get to save money, but also be mindful of how I am, uh, what kind of gifts I'm giving and participating in that com- consumerism habit. Um, but yeah, don't go broke. And do you really need that 75-inch TV when you already have the 69-inch TV? These are questions I would like people to ask
1: themselves. What about you? I mean, that's facts, um, even though I will say... uh <laughs> We're in a pandemic and most of us are spending our times at home. So Uh I do feel like if there's anything that you could use that will help upgrade your at home, your safe at home living experience, Mm -hmm. go for it. Like, I I will believe it. I do believe in that because I mean, day in and day out, I'll be honest, I haven't like Prior to this whole year happening, like I had my bedroom set up. I had my living room set up, d- did not have my office space set up at all because it wasn't like a space that I really used. And throughout the course of this pandemic, I took more time to create like spaces that I can enjoy in my home. And I think, I mean, it may sound like, you know, consumerism and, and buying things to have things, but I do believe in just have just. Creating those spaces that make you feel better, that make you feel inspired, that make you feel safe, that make you feel like you're not in the middle of a pandemic. I do believe in that.
0: Absolutely. I think what I'm more leaning towards in my own personal life is more minimalist, mm-hmm. more minimal. I don't want to have a lot of clutter. Like I have a lot of clutter because I'm like, oh, I maybe I may need this for something or I may be, need that. At this point, I'm doing a deep dive into all the things, including my clothes. The Goodwill is accepting donations. I am lucky to have the privilege to have access to a clothing recycling center here in New York where I can drop off things that are not in a condition that can be used by someone else. I have in the past, like, washed clothes and then the shelters used to accept clothing donations and I'm going to call to see if, like, they've changed because of pandemic. They do, they changed how they were accepting things. They were only accepting things with labels at one point. And then, but there's a dire need because we're going into winter here. And I am like, okay, I don't need this jacket anymore. I've used it enough times. Let me pass it on to the next person. Mm-hmm. So I, if I'm getting rid of stuff for me, I don't need more stuff. Doesn't mean I haven't been buying things, but like I've I've been following your motto. I've been getting things that I need. So I don't necessarily feel comfortable going to the gym. So I got some things to work out with. Like things like those that I'm gonna I can use over time and continue and especially going the winter. I'm going out less. So what can I have here that is going to make me more comfortable to Netflix and chill and do all the things I need to do?
1: So I get it. Well, one thing I will say to your earlier point, um, if you are going to buy stuff for the holidays, buy Black stuff, buy stuff by Black uh, businesses, support Black businesses. Um, Shout out to Oprah with O Magazine launching her favorite things list. And the beautiful thing about this list this year is there are dozens and dozens of gifts from Black owned businesses. And, you that know, Oprah, so got, cool. Oprah got the Midas touch. So if Oprah calls signed you, you're a fish, you
0: Wow. Um, and it's so sad that the, the magazine is, you know, closing down because this could have been like the beginning of a new habit, if you will, or a new like a new direction and editorial supporting those types of businesses, supporting Black-owned businesses, not types of businesses, but Small small businesses as a whole, but especially uh, black owned businesses, and I think, yeah, that would be great. I think that's that's something people could focus on, and give yourself a like. I'll give myself a challenge. I am going to personally, if I get anything like moving forward to like to towards the end of the year, at least one out of every three things I buy will be from a Black-owned business. Minimum. And I'm talking about things that I need like household things and things of that nature. That's a personal challenge I'll give myself. Will I succeed? I do not know because I'm in a very niche category of things I buy. I buy eco-friendly, I buy organic and there is a shortage of availability in certain categories where there isn't enough uh, representation. So... Mm -hmm. That's my, well, that's why I started the Food and Wellness Collective with my co-founder is to create more equitable opportunities and visibility of, of not only content creators, but brands and such founded by people of color and women. So like you said, play by black owned. Now, my question for you is based on that post. Like, what was, like the fe- what was the feedback from people in terms of attainable luxury, essentially?
1: So it's funny that you ask that because I got a few DMs about that. Um, one of the DMs I'm actually going to read to you. It says, hey, sis, years late, but congrats. I have a question for you. What tip would you give for normalizing a life of luxury? Like daily tips. Um So my response to that is, you know, it really depends on how you personally like yourself define luxury. Like I am a lover of Louis Vuitton. I am a lover of fast, fancy cars. Um, But I also will shop a clearance rack at Walmart and Target and Heartbeat. Um, I do think that you should spoil yourself too, like the relationship you have with yourself is really crucial to your own well-being and how you create healthy and happy relationships with other people. Like at the end of the day, if you can't spoil yourself, if you can't make yourself feel amazing, if you can't love on yourself, then how do you know that you'll be able to have that sort of relationship or that ideal relationship with other people? Because if you, you're not doing it for yourself. And you know, that was really my take on it. Like I believe in spoiling yourself. I do believe that it's important that you love the, yourself the way that you want to be loved. And once you set that foundation, then it can only go nowhere but up with the relationships that you have with other people. So spoil yourself, treat yourself, YOLO, but don't go broke doing so.
0: Absolutely, because there's nothing worse than having all this stuff and then you can't uh, make ends meet. And I think I don't. I don't think people will have it. I'm hoping people don't take issue if they don't get a gift from a specific person, or families decide, "Hey, we'll buy stuff for the kids this year, and we'll minimize it. We're not going to go all out, and maybe get us like each other, like our partner, like one or two things." Did Especially your family did, like
1: exchange gifts growing up, and even today? Um, growing up.
0: Yes, but I was always the minimalist giver. Like, I'm like, oh, my gifts were like, as I got older and more mm-hmm. and more into my chef life, I'd be like, tell me what your favorite meal is and I will make it for you. Those Sweet. are the kind of gifts I would give stuff like that. Once in a while, I would buy something. My sisters love spoiling my mom. So they give her stuff, but I think they now realize like she has kind of everything, unless there's something specific she wants. Mm -hmm. And I think now with the pandemic and a lot of people not working, I think for me, I think I'm going to do the same thing. So with that being said, I think this year, I'm interested to see what is going to happen. I hope people are mindful and save money and then give, give thoughtful gifts, give gifts that people can actually use um, so, if anyone is listening, my cash app is uh, Yoliisms. Uh, if you want to, uh, I don't have an OnlyFans page. Don't plan on doing that. Uh, but I like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need anything. I think last year I said the same thing. I told everybody, don't give me anything. Don't need anything. I don't really celebrate the holiday like that. So, I just my gift is spending time with the people I love, and if that is not a reality. I'm happy just sending well wishes to everyone and still making food because then they can just pick it up and go home. They don't have to stay here to do it. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm curious how other people are going to navigate the holiday. And I'm also a little bit scared because I don't want to see like 50 people in the house and they're like, oh, it's only immediate family. Like, come on, dog. Like, really? Like 50 and me? And if you're going to do that, uh, I think Lovey said this the other day. If you're gonna do these kind of shenanigans, don't post it on social media. If you don't want the ridicule, simple as that. If you're gonna do it, that's true. Don't post it about it. Do it amongst your, you know, um, like talk, like maybe a group, a group family chat, like I have with my family. You know, post posty little things there, and
1: uh, don't get caught out in the streets. So people but see can be that's like, the problem. I think that that really under lines a issue that we as a society have now. Whereas if it's not on social media, it ain't real. If you didn't post about it, it didn't happen. If you didn't tag a brand, is it really real? Like that's, I think that's really, you know, the the new wave we're on where people feel like they have to post, they have to share, they have to, you know, Show every single thing they're doing, even if it's against the uh, the grains of safety in the midst of COVID. But what do I know? I'm I don't. Just yeah, later. I
0: don't. Yeah, you know, uh, we are aunties right now, and your aunties are telling you, "Stop it!" Thank you. This has been a PSA from Black in Real Life. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm just curious how it's going to pan out. Of course, there are going to be people who post just because, you know, they need to be seen, or I, I don't know the reasons. And then some people, quiet as kept, they only have friends and family on their Facebook page, so they are mm-hmm. sharing it there for you know for other family members to see and whatnot. But I don't know. I I'm I'm just curious. And as we get closer to uh, that holiday towards the end of the year and New Year's, like in New York, New Year's is done. Like the ball dropping, not happening. Not happening, yeah. Digital. It, Just imagine that cesspool
1: of people. Well, I've been in that cesspool twice. I remember. And and that, like, I was, I had anxiety piping hot then, and that was like five years ago, five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago. So I'm glad that they're taking a chill on, you know, the ball dropping in New Year's, I mean, in Times Square. But it's wild because I saw some of the people dancing in the street and celebrating uh, Biden's win yesterday in Times Square. And I won't lie my anxiety was a little on the low side and I kind of felt a little melancholy. Like, I remember how packed Times Square used to be. And if you live in New York, you you don't go to Times Square. You probably try to pass through Times Square, but you never really intentionally go to Times Square. And I kind of felt a little melancholy. Like, oh, look at the lights and the people. And there are, you know... It was cute, and then I realized COVID. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, and I think
0: well, all we can do is be an example for our communities, wear our masks as we always reiterate, and and get just be mindful. Rest fault. of twenty twenty. Yeah, let's just get through. Let's just get through to twenty twenty one. Can we like make a like an agreement and say we're gonna do everything we can to get to the inauguration and we'll see how this all plans out but overall I am excited about you know I'm weirdly excited not necessarily about the holiday but about winter time and I can't stand winter I can't stand the cold I don't like it but it is fueling a sense of creativity in me Because I'm planning, like I'm redecorating my bedroom because my my room is where also where my office is and I record things and content and whatnot. And I'm redesigning it to be a happy space because I want no matter what season it is, I want to have this space be a reflection of, you know, defeating the, you know, the sad monsters that typically come around during this season because of our lack of exposure to vitamin D. Speaking of which, get yourself a good uh, vitamin D supplement. And I am looking forward to this time of kind of self-involvement and self-reflection and creating a space that I enjoy. So that's how I'm going to use most of this quote-unquote holiday time is to create a space of enjoyment
1: and treat myself in that capacity. So I love it. I think that's important. You have to have a space that can kind of set your tone and set your mood on a daily basis. So I'm proud of you, homie. I'm glad that you're doing some Thank redecoration you. and Thank you. I love it. I love everything about it.
0: All right. Well, I think that's it. And I really enjoy talking to you Kristen as always. This experiment is going very well. And hopefully <laughs> we get to record more uh before a potential apocalypse. So right. this has been Another episode, episode two. Of black in real life. Black Um, in real life.
1: We really got to get a theme song. Like, I like that. Maybe we need to like record us singing black in real life, black Black in real real life, life, and then get a little singer. And then
0: get, (laughs) listen, I can sing. I got some pipes. I I got it. I do too. I used to sing opera when I was in elementary school. So we got. There we go. Black in real life.
1: No, we need, it has to be like a a funk jam, like from the seventies. Come on. One more time with me. Black in real life. life. Black Black in in real real life.
0: life. Okay, that works. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. All right. See you next time. Also, don't forget to follow us and subscribe. Uh, You can find our podcast on all the Apple podcasts and Spotify's and all those things. And then follow us on social media at Black in Real Life. That's B-L-K-I-N Real Life. See you on the Black side.